Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, boy. I, I got to tell you guys, I, uh, I'm not excited about this first segment. I'm not excited at all, mostly because it's, it's frankly, a little, uh, a little horrible. And I, by a little, I mean a lot. So the impetus for this first segment is something that I've been very, very actively following, but have not spent a ton of time discussing. I mean, we've hit this before for sure, but uh, it's the WHO Treaty, right? So uh, there's a, a great article in CDM, and it's about uh, creating digital prisons, who rushes ahead on global digital health certificates, right? Now, this is a fundamental thing And I'm going to tell you guys, uh, we know there's going to be more pandemics. This is a critical piece in promoting this. And I'm going to tie this in with a whole bunch of things. So I really hope you'll pay attention to this this segment. Um, So the World Health Organization, using American money, uh, is working very, very hard on building these global digital health certifications, right? So your, your, vac- your vaccine passports is what it basically comes down to. And uh, the purpose of these digital passports is, now they're saying that it's to, uh, to restrict travel. I assure you, it's a lot more than that. It's a lot deeper than that. And it ties in with CBDCs. This article doesn't talk about that, but trust me, folks, it does. This is top-down governance and control from everything. So with this article, they talk about uh, these global digital health certification networks, right? Vaccine passports. And this is, they're, they're working on it, right? They're not waiting for the WHO Treaty. They're working on it now because they know that the WHO Treaty is a done deal, right? They know the WHO Treaty is coming. They just got to go through the, uh, the acting and, you know, figure out who's, who's getting bought off how and, how much they're paying, but they're all in on this, right? And understand the World Economic Forum, all these guys, they are all in on this. This isn't a, we're thinking about it. This is, we're doing this. So these vaccine passports are going to be there and they're coming and they're going to be on, yeah, everybody, if you want to leave your country for sure. Now within your country, it'll be a little bit different and we'll see how far it gets. But it's going to be ugly, folks. It's going to be real ugly. And, you know, I talked about DeSantis's, uh, uh thing in Florida, his law that where, where there's an emergency, you know, you, there's no health freedom. Well, problem is, is that, the, you know, that's going to apply because when the federal government declares an, an emergency because the WHO tells them to under the WHO treaty, that's going to apply uh, to Florida. And it's going to work through this chain of command in the law where Floridians are going to have no freedom. But before I get into those details, there's a lot of nuance to that law. Uh, what you've got to understand is right now they're negotiating a bunch of uh, amendments to the WHO Treaty and a bunch of this and a bunch of that. And ultimately, uh, you know, frankly, I don't think it's all that relevant. It doesn't matter. Um, these amendments are, uh, they're important, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, this is all about top-down governance. The, the, the countries that think that they're going to do anything with this are fooling themselves. 
And, you know, what this is, is a bunch of globalists are gonna, who are going to, you know, push us out there and uh, they're going to have control. They're going to buy off a few dictators and a few tyrants from some small countries, convince them that they should, you know, sign on on this. And by the time that anybody realizes what's happening, it's going to be way too late. So, yeah, this, uh, this treaty, though, the foundational aspect of it, there are two foundational aspects of it. One is control over your health and autonomy. And two is tracking you, right? Uh, everything comes down to those two things. Now, they're talking about vaccine passports and this, that, and other. And I want you to understand what's going on with that. The vaccine passports, uh, they're going to be, they're going to manifest in different ways, right? So you're going to start out and you're going to have a, you know, a code on your phone or something on your cell phone or something here, something there. But they're going to say, well, you know, your phone gets stolen or this happens or that happens. They're going to make, for, for whatever reason, they're going to make it so inconvenient that you want to have it under your skin, right? We know that. They've talked a lot about it. So they're going to find a reason to put this, uh, this tracking stuff in you. Now, how does that work? Well, it could be vaccines. could be vaccine passports. Uh, you know, vaccines using quantum dot technology or some of these other things that are out there. It could be uh, with, you know, they've created these little implantable chips that they can put under your skin and your hand or wherever. Uh, it could be a whole bunch of things, right? But ultimately, you're going to be tracked. That's the, the goal. They want to track what's going on with you, and they want to track what's going on with you under the skin, which means they want to know what's going on with your health and to be able to control that and to be able to control how long you live and everything else. This is going to be a terrifying, terrifying transition that's happening so fast, nobody's even going to know what's going on. If you're not listening to this show, if you're not paying attention, if you're not getting educated about what's actually happening, trust me, this is going to go way south real quick, folks, real quick. So, this this nightmarish proposal is, you know, with the WHO, and the WHO treaty does not, uh, I mean, it has the weight of a, of a treaty, of a law, in that sense with the United States, but it does not and cannot and will not ever override the Constitution. Now, herein lies the problem. Uh, what does the Constitution say about a health emergency? Well, unfortunately, we didn't get any any real good, clean answers out of the COVID debacle. Now, the courts have came out and said that the Constitution's not suspended in emergency. So that's one good thing. But, you know, there there's a foundational aspect of the interpretation of treaties and laws and state laws, things like that. And that's, you know, the interplay between a treaty and the Tenth Amendment. Now, what they're doing is, you know, these guys know that uh, you know, this stuff is never going to fly under, you know, anywhere in the United States. It's just not going to fly. So what they're doing is they're trying to do an end run to, around our Constitution. They're trying to do an end run by making it a self-executing type treaty uh, change. And I don't mean a self-executing treaty, but a, a, a change to an existing treaty that's already been ratified that will automatically uh, take, take a spot in our law then what they're going to do is they're going to claim the supremacy clause uh, that, that uh, you know, a presidential treaty that's ratified by the Senate carries supremacy over state law. So then the feds are taking care. This is how they're going to what how they're going to get around the 10th Amendment. 
because you know the feds couldn't take this power right the feds can't do this so what they're going to do is say well this is a federally ratified treaty and you know the treaty is perfectly fine this is just part of the treaty so that overrides state law so that's how they're going to get around this right and it's kind of complicated legally i know but it works right it works not perfectly i would it'll certainly go to the supreme court but therein lies the problem what's going to happen here is our freedom is going to come down to supreme court case and given uh, yeah i'm not accusing the supreme court of anything but given the corruption we've seen in our court systems i gotta be honest with you i am not comfortable with that i mean arizona anybody and i can point to numerous other instances you know and plus what happens uh, if we get a stacked court or if we get a Supreme Court that's not, you know, not on board or does something, I mean, that's no good. It's no good. And in the meantime, you know, we're still going to have federal authority over this. And if they can scare the hell into people into complying because there's some sort of an emergency pandemic outbreak where everybody's supposed to be dying, we're screwed, folks. We're screwed. Uh, now, with this, you're going to see the economy collapse and the full, full integration of CBDCs. This is something that this article doesn't talk about, but it's a crucial aspect of this, right? The CBDC system will be the way that the government rations out what you get, right? You will get, you know, associated with your ID that you can scan because, you know, you're going to have these sensors in you or at least on your phone. You're going to get an ID, and that's, that's going to be tied with your bank account. And if you're a good, compliant little robot, you'll you'll have some money in there, enough to stay alive for 50 to 60 years or until they decide that you shouldn't be. And uh, that's that. That's going to be life, right? Top-down control. Uh, now, how far are they going to go and how fast are they going to go? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I know that if they go too fast, they face rebellion. If they go too slow... Uh, yeah, they'll face people waking up and then rebelling. So I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be a nightmare. What I do know is that these guys are, are really willing to do whatever it takes at this point because the monsters behind this recognize if the people actually wake up to what's going on, they're going to end, end up at the end of a rope where they belong. This is one of the most egregious moves I've seen since World War II. I mean, the, there's never been a greater push for tyranny on a global scale. In fact, there's never been a greater push for tyranny on a global scale in history because this could actually work. Now, you know, there's deals being made in the back room between the CCP and the WEF and all these different groups. And where's it going to go? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of what ifs in this. What's not a what if though, is that they are going to absolutely try and through the 10th, uh, through the uh, supremacy clause, article six, of the constitution, try and override the 10th Amendment rights of the states to govern, you know, issues related to individual health, things like that, uh, and essentially try and cede power to an international organization through that construct, that legal construct. It is a scary, scary thing uh, because we're ultimately left to the courts to decide whether or not that's right. Now, I would ask you, where in, in this world could you ever come up with the idea that our founding fathers would have been okay with this? The answer is you can't. But, uh, folks, some scary stuff here. Some scary stuff. Now, mind you, this is going to be uh, wrapping up probably sometime in 2024. But they're expecting this, this agreement to be fully in place in 2025. What's happening between now and then? A presidential election.
Now, do you think if Donald Trump's in place that the who's going to have any authority in the United States? Nope. Sure aren't. But Donald Trump's still dinking around trying to figure out what happened with COVID, telling us about Operation Lightspeed, which concerns me a little bit. Because if you don't think there's another gain-of-function virus on the way, I got news for you, folks. They've been laying the groundwork for that for quite a while. There's a bunch of stuff there and ready to go, and it's just a matter of which one they're going to pull the trigger on. I assure you that there will be another trigger pulled, and the stories that I'm seeing are that the next virus, next plan, uh, pandemic, is probably actually going to be deadly. Uh, the A lot of people are speculating, a lot of people I work with are speculating that whatever the next pandemic release is will actually be deadly, and it will probably target kids because that's the only thing that could scare parents into giving up their freedom is their children's safety. After what happened with COVID, no one else, no one will do it. So I'm, I'm expecting that's a possibility. I'm trying to prep for it, right? Because our kids' lives could potentially be at risk, you know, for this big power grab game that these monsters are doing. If you think that they wouldn't kill kids, I mean, really vaccine anybody, they're doing it in infants. Uh, this is becoming a very dangerous game, folks. Very, very dangerous. You know, as I'm looking at this, you know, this article, they talk about the, you know, the bioweapon and all that. So there's all sorts of good stuff in the article. Um, but I think the thing that we've got to understand is that the globalist push to control the, the entirety of the world for all times is well underway. And they're ahead of schedule on some things and behind on others. They're a little panicked because of the fight that we've had on COVID. It's been a debacle, and their goal of of taking over health was a failure. Uh, People will stand against it. The problem is, though, is that they have so much money and so much power and so much invested into this, they're not going to quit. They don't care if they have to release another more dangerous pandemic. They don't care what they have to do. Right now... Uh, these guys are moving, you know, full steam ahead on this stuff. The CBDC infrastructure is being laid uh, under state law so that it can be implemented in every state. There's a few states that are going to be bucking it, but, you know, that's going to be tough. The emergency measures for health law are weak at best. You know, Ohio, we passed a decent bill, but that's, you know, if kids are really dying, you think we aren't going to have an emergency? I got news for you. Now, you look at states like Florida, if there's an emergency, then just forget it. You're done. You're done. You know, so we've got, with this election coming up, I can't tell you, folks, uh, if we don't make some changes in this election, you can kiss our country goodbye. The sovereignty of our nation will be gone. Uh, our ability to do what we need to do will be gone. We will be done as the sovereign nation. We're already done as the world's lone superpower. We've lost our status. We've lost that. You're watching a nation collapse, and it's going to continue. The question is, are we going to stop it? Are we going to do and do something about it, or are we going to just watch it? Uh, folks, my kids are not going to grow up in an America that is the leader of the world. Our kids are not going to grow up in a nation that's so powerful and so strong that it can be guaranteed that they will be free for the next century. It's gone. We've lost it. The question is, are we going to give up the freedoms we still have? 
Are we going to let this nation continue to collapse or are we going to stand for our children? And I'm just going to tell you right now, that is where we are. It's not good. I've got information on Southern border. I've got information on, uh, you know, people have infiltrated this country. We've got stuff on election fraud. We know there's going to be a massive wave of election fraud in 2024. Uh, we know that, uh, the CBDCs are well, well underway. A lot of states are, you know, hiding bill, hiding in bills here and there, the provisions they need to make sure that they're mandatory. And, you know, meanwhile, everybody's just selling out and watching their country go. If you don't get these jabs, you're not going to be able to participate in commerce. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things happening that are going to basically, you know, they're going to take control of your life one way or another. And I got to tell you, it is time for us to take a stand. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to fight back. And if we don't, I'm very scared for our kids' future, folks. I really, really am. Uh, it's Get involved. It's not much time left. we got to get going. So please support us at TomRens.com. Please help us share the Tom Renz Show and the America Out Loud Network everywhere, far and wide, especially this segment. Especially, we'll get it up on Rumble. We'll get it everywhere. Make sure you share this. Uh, we will be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know, 
I don't know if this is the most uplifting show ever. Uh, yeah, we go from one problem to another. But, you know, this one I think is, yeah, this is a little bit good. There's some good in this, right? So uh, Matt Gates, right? Matt Gates is apparently the smartest politician in Congress. He is doing all the right stuff, and uh, he he's just he's moving in the right direction, doing things that, that just show how nutless these cowardly GOP little weenies are across the board. You know, most of them wish that they could be half what this guy's doing. But so so Gates is up there, and uh, he's been calling out McCarthy and this that and other, and uh, he actually drafted a subpoena for Hunter Biden. And uh, put it all together and then sent it to McCarthy and said, you know, hey, uh, I did it for you in case you wanted to actually sign this because McCarthy seems to be unwilling or unable to find his testicles, uh, you know, to actually do this. Right. I mean, he had, he'd have to get his testicles out, out of the lockbox that I'm guessing Nancy Pelosi had. Somebody's got them in the lockbox. Uh, Russia has talked about the testicle lockbox. And uh, McCarthy's are long gone. I'm not sure who's got his, but they're uh, they're long gone. And uh, so Matt Gates, Matt Gates, you know, did it for him, right? He uh, he went in, and he he drafted this subpoena, and uh, said, "Hey, uh, you know, you you just just got to put your name on it, McCarthy, and we can have him here." Now, of course, uh, no word on when McCarthy's going to actually, uh, you know, be able to unlock that lockbox and uh, be able to sign that document. But for certain, uh, the challenge is there. And uh, at the same time, Gates calls him out. He says, after eight months of inaction, I've taken the liberty of drafting a subpoena to Hunter Biden. It simply requires your date and signature. Millions of Americans are wondering if you're serious. This is wonderful. My God, I'm happy to see this. This we have got to call out this uniparty rhino bullcrap. It is it's done. It's got to be done. These guys need to man up and do what they need to do, or you know, it's the end of it. And and I don't know what else to say about it, right? Because you know, McCarthy has has lied, he's failed us, he's done uh he's just done a bunch of bad stuff. So yeah, subpoena is apparently in line uh, with the the you know the the investigation to in, investigate misconduct by Joe Biden, which there is an immense amount of. I mean, Biden's the biggest crook ever, uh, and uh, you know they're asking for records, all this stuff, and uh, all this information, which I don't think good. We need it all. Should uh, should be helpful for this impeachment, I think, right? But. Yeah, you know, McCarthy is just, just, uh, just not getting it done. He won't do a damn thing. He says coward. Another uniparty sellout. Well, so, uh, so Gates says, Gates says, uh, on this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice, Mr. Speaker. You are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to hold on. It's got, we, we've got to make sure that we get this whole thing. Uh, either bring you in, into immediate total compliance or remove you, pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. 
Okay. Uh, well, Matt Gates just moved up 10 spots on my uh, list of favorite people. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but, you know, this, this is what we need. We need more of this. I mean, who isn't excited about this? You know, I mean, go Gates, go. So uh, the subpoena is focused on uh, Hunter's communications with his father, his business dealings, uh, domestically and abroad, requests for email correspondence, text messages, call logs, related documents from uh, 08 to the present. Seems reasonable to me. Uh, uh, now, this article says the move by Gates is a clear indication of the growing impatience within certain factions of GOP regarding the pace and uh, direction of investigations into the Biden family. Gates is not only pressuring McCarthy, but also signaling the American public that he's taking a proactive stance on the issue. He ought to be. The problem I have is where are the rest of the guys? Why isn't anybody else taking a proactive stance on anything? Why is it that we've got basically a handful of uh, people in the House that have testicles and the rest of them are cowards? And the, I couldn't list a senator that, that uh, you know, I mean, Johnson, you know, he does some stuff, but that's about it. Rand Paul likes to shoot his mouth up, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, you know, I don't know. There's nothing there. So, you know, we see these guys fighting and, uh, you know, Gates going after McCarthy is a real big deal. You know, this out of compliance thing is a real big deal. Motion to vacate could be a real big deal. Uh, there's just, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Gates is after him on this uh, September 30th deadline for uh, the appropriations bills. And I don't think that they should pass them. I think that they should shut the government down until they have, uh, you know, opened up the J6, until McCarthy has completely complied with everything that he promised to get his speaker role, they should, government shut down, just shut her down. Now, if McCarthy has to sell out and join the Democrats on this, then we know all that we need to know, don't we, folks? Now, that's that'd be the only way that McCarthy can move this stuff forward. But this is what it looks like is going to happen. Now, there's another turn uh, now, Gates, by the way, says, you know, hey, you know, if we get at least some votes on this stuff and on impeachment and all these different things, he says, at least the American people can see who's fighting for them and who's not. I think that's great, right? So now in a related story, in a related story, we got a headline on Liberty Daily. Heck of a leak, motion to vacate found at baby's changing station in Capitol Restroom. Okay, now this is a super important thing. Apparently, Matt Gates actually authored a motion to vacate, you know, to, to boot McCarthy out of his seat. And, uh, well, I mean, someone just forgot it or dropped it somewhere in some restroom, and uh, some liberal reporter happened to find it. Okay, so first of all, let me just clarify in case you're unsure of this. Uh, that was not dropped by accident. That was a shot over the bow. That was, that was him telling McCarthy, hey, I got it. I got it drafted. It's right here. You're either in or you're out. It's just that simple. And, uh, yeah, it should be effective, right? This should be a very effective thing. It's a critical, critical thing. Folks, what's happening right now is, you know, listen, I'm skeptical, right? I don't know Matt Gates, 
my guess is is that Matt Gates is making a political calculation, and my uh, opinion is it's a very good political calculation. Matt Gates has nothing to do but win from this. In terms of his position as a politician, you know, all this is doing is making his name much more well-known. If he does file that motion to vacate, there's no downside for him. McCarthy already hates him. Uh, the rhinos, I mean, rhinos and the left, they don't, they don't like him. There's no downside for, for him. The only downside is, is that if he does do it, he loses the leverage of saying, I can do it. So you know, there's not really much of a downside. You know, meanwhile, <clears throat> you know, he's in a position, and he's holding a lot of cards here. And everybody on the planet's hearing his name. All the patriots are standing up and saying, yeah, go. You know, and he's even been smart enough to say, you know, hey, you know, let's defund uh, Jack Smith and these crooked investigations into Trump, right? He's playing this very well. And, yeah, I hope we're supporting him. Now, is he legitimate? I mean, is all this, you know, from purity of his heart and he just happens to be that good of a guy? I don't know. There's no way to know that, right? But what we do know is it's a brilliant move. It's a brilliant political move with no downside. Meanwhile, let's look at some of these other guys. Let's look at Mitt Romney retiring. Let's look at Mitch McConnell, who is one of the most hated people on the planet. Let's look at these other rhinos who are selling out all over the place, right? I mean, MTG was a rock star. Now she's kind of much more middle of the road because, you know, she sold out with McCarthy too much. Uh, the American people are done with sellouts, right? Even the leftists, even the leftists. You know, I mean, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, leftist, you know, liberal, conservative, patriot. Uh, no one likes a sellout, Right. I mean, now, if you're a leftist, you typically don't have the kind of sellouts that we have on the Republican side. The left, uh, they tend to stay more lockstep, and they'll fight harder for their causes. But on the Republican side, man, we've got sellout after sellout. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, they all think they're smart, and they know what we don't, and they're there, and we're not. And, you know, you forget who you're working for, guys. Of course, you know, I guess if the elections are all stolen, it doesn't matter. But you know, these guys forget who they're working for. They don't care. Hey, we know how Washington works. You guys, you plebes who voted for us, you guys just don't get it. We don't want to get it. I don't care how Washington works. What I want is a, st- a nation that actually works for its people. And Matt Gates is, is feeling that, right? He lives in Florida. He's a Florida guy, so he's got he's got all the Floridians that support his kind of fighting and his kind of policies. Same guys that are supporting Trump, same people that supported DeSantis before he decided to do whatever he's doing now. Uh, so you know he's got a great base. Uh, it raises his profile. It raises his conservative credentials. It makes him stand out from the crowd. There's no downside to this for for uh, Matt Gates. And all this does is good for him. So whether it's a legitimate thing from his heart or a political calculation, this is a great move. You know, and calling out McCarthy and going after the boogeyman, which is the Uniparty, that's a big deal. Now, the thing is, is we need some more guys willing to do this or more. You know, Gates is leading, so he's going to take a lot of arrows, and we're going to have a few guys that pile on and they support him. But it's going to be real interesting to see who does what. I'll tell you who I'm really watching. Jim Jordan and Rand Paul. And I give them a lot of guff. 
But Jim Jordan, you know, I mean, he runs around King of the Freedom Caucus. He's on every Fox News channel he can be on, you know, every big media thing he can be, always blustering, you know, about his sleeves rolled up about, you know, yeah, freedom, freedom, freedom. We're going to fight. We're going to hold these guys accountable. We're going to have another hearing, right? Where are you at, Jim? Are you supporting Matt Gates? Are you supporting him? I mean, McCarthy broke his pledge. Are you going to support a, a motion to vacate? I'm asking my fellow Ohio, Ohioan, Jim Jordan, you know, his district. He used to be my rep. They redistricted, uh, and now he's no longer my rep. But, yeah, he's just south of me, and, and you know, I've got plenty of people in this district. I'm curious, you know, Jim, are you going to support Matt Gates? Are you going to support busting this uniparty and supporting our freedom? And I want to know what Rand Paul's going to do. It's a little bit harder because Rand Paul's on the Senate side, so he may just stay quiet. But but Jordan's going to have to take a position on this. And I'm going to be real interested to see. And I'm going to be real honest. He better find a pair of balls in his pants or we're going to have some problems. I'm done with these cowards. Man, I'm done with these cowards, folks. I'm so frustrated at the cowardice shown by the Republican Party from top to bottom. These people are so weak. And the worst part is, you know, the thing about it is, is you've got sellouts. You've got moderate sellouts who have always been moderate sellouts like like Murkowski, right? That's a great example. She's just, she's a moderate sellout. We know that. You know, that's, she doesn't try to pretend to be anything she's not. But what really gets me are the Jim Jordans. Where is Jim for years, he's been telling us about what kind of a freedom warrior he is. When America is now at its worst, when we're struggling our hardest for freedom, this guy is nowhere to be found. You talk about a fair-weathered friend. This guy, I, I have never been so disappointed as I've been in Jim Jordan since uh, the COVID thing hit. You know, when he decided he wouldn't meet with me to talk to me about the COVID fraud and what was going on. You have the top attorney in the country working on this stuff. And uh, this guy wouldn't make a minute to talk to me when I was in his district. He just sold out. He didn't want to fight about it. He was a coward. He was an absolute coward. And now we're moving into, uh, you know, some of these other things. You know, we're, we're seeing all this other stuff. Where was he on the election fraud, by the way? Where was he on the J6? I haven't heard him speaking out too much on that. I mean, you know, a couple maybe little quiet statements under his breath here or there. Now we got the impeachment and the lockdowns, the close down, shutdown, government shutdown. Where's Jordan on that? Is he gonna is he gonna be whipping that Freedom Caucus into a frenzy saying, Hey, we gotta stand for freedom in the American people? McCarthy's out. He didn't live up to his word. Because I mean, Jim Jordan was a big one. He was okay with McCarthy. Do you guys remember that? Jordan, he a lot of people tried to recruit Jordan to run for speaker, but he didn't want it. He wanted McCarthy to have it. Why do you think that is, folks? Why do you think that is? Now, I can't tell you that I know for sure, but I'm going to speculate here. If you're Jim Jordan, you're a, you're in a conservative uh, district in Ohio, and you get to go on every news media outlet out there and tell everybody how conservative you are. You get to tell everybody what a patriot you are. You get to roll up your sleeves all the time and uh, try and look like you're working for the people. No one's questioning you because you're in a very safe Republican district. And all you got to do is shoot your mouth off, right? You never have to do anything. 
all of a sudden, that, that Freedom Caucus, that few people, everything changes. Suddenly, you have to deal with hard things. You have to take, you know, take uh, take steps. You have to sp not just speak out, but you actually have to do something. You can't just shoot your mouth off because you've, you know, you're in a leadership position, so you have to actually do something. Now you've got someone asking you to go be the, the speaker of the house, where you can do a lot, where you could implement more freedom things than anybody could even imagine. You've got an immense amount of power at speaker of the house. And what do you do? Well, if you're Jim Jordan, you go hide under a rock because you're afraid. You don't mind uh, taking all the credit for being a conservative warrior when you've got this really, uh, you know, kind of right-wing uh, constituency district that you're in. But when it actually comes time to do something, when you have the opportunity to actually stand for something, you want McCarthy for speaker. You want to keep the peace. I'm tired of cowards, folks. It's across the board. I'm tired of the fact there's no men left. If I want to find a fighter, I look for a mama bear. That's why we talk about our MTGs and our Lauren Boberts. And even though MG, MTG sold out some, you know, she's still a hell of a lot better than 99% of the Republicans. I'm just tired of it. And, you know, I, I hope more people will run. I mean, we're still far enough out that if you really want to run for something, I hope some people will. We need to get some Congress people, some people in power that'll stand for something. You know, something. Pray it happens, folks. I, pr I pray that it happens. Support us at TomRens.com. Support our Rumble, our Substack, our locals, and uh, share the Tom Renz Show, the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. 
natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Okay, everybody, welcome back and welcome to the Stack O Stuff. We've got a stack today that starts out with, uh, well, hypocrisy? I don't know. Headline, leftist academic arrested after Trantifa attack women's rights conference in San Francisco. Right? So, like, I really kind of needed to, like, read that a few times because, did you hear what I just said? What is, and, and Trantifa? I really kind of like it, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's Trantifa. I don't know. Trantifa. It works. Antifa and trannies, I guess. I don't know. But uh, they were, uh, the, these lunatics showed up at, at this uh, this conference, and they were chanting, no turfs, no KKK, no fascist USA. Um, the irony is, is that, well, they're fascists. You know, Antifa, and they come in and say, no, no fascists, as they're telling us, you know, the you can't say anything. You have to go away. You can only be in line with what we have to say. It's it's ridiculous, folks. So you got a women's event, and uh, they're talking about you know women's issues, right? Uh, issues of free speech and academia as a female, issues concerning black women, issues concerning lesbians and detransitioned women. So I mean, it was you know a women's free. It wasn't exactly a right winger thing, you know. But uh, these lunatics, the fascists in Antifa, uh, decided that they needed to get violent about it and this, that, and other. And amongst them was some uh, guy who has a PhD in African studies from Northwestern. Now, I'm not sure what African studies are. I mean, are you studying Africa? Is it like geography? What the hell is an African study? I don't know. But, uh, you yeah, know, you got arrested. A bunch of people got arrested. Um, yeah, because apparently Antifa doesn't like women's rights activists. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Antifa's telling us they're worried about fascist folks. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Um, let's see here. What's their name? Oh, this one made me happy. This, this when I saw this. Just made me smile. Okay, headline. Louisiana trucker wins right to display flag saying F Biden and F you for voting for him after town tries to stop him. So uh, you got a trucker in Louisiana and, uh, you know, he, he just had a flag that said what we all think. Uh, well, all but three of us, right? <laughs> F Biden and F you for voting for him. And I think that's awesome and hilarious and true and a lot of other things. So, uh, you know, this guy, he's, he's displaying it. And uh, the, this town, you know, they said, well, you know, you can't, you can't display it. So he sued him. And not only did, he, uh, did, he, did they uh, drop the case, 
and agree to him being able to fly the flag, they also paid him 40 grand in lawyer's fees and damages. Uh, you know, he, because he was cited for engaging in constitutionally protected free speech of flying flags with a political message, and it was. I mean, technically it is. That's the political message. So, anyways, uh, it was, I got a boot out of this. Uh, I, I must have had a good judge. Uh, I don't know, something going on there, but it, it was. It was definitely free and protected speech. And I don't know what they were citing him over. I mean, yeah, I don't know about the citation. It seems like that would be the thing that uh, that really kind of gets us. But anyways, I, I love it. I uh, love this Louisiana trucker. Uh, I wish him the very best. I don't actually know his name, but I know I like him. All right. Oh, th- this one. So this next story, this only made the stack for one reason, folks. One reason, and it's because I was a little bit jealous. That's it, right? So I am not a guy who gets jealous. In fact, I've uh, just never in my life really felt it. Uh, It's very rare. It's recently I've kind of figured out what that means. You know, it's just it's just not a feeling that I normally have. I don't understand the whole the whole thing typically, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that that i felt with this case this article right and let me tell you why the headline of this article right american conservative journalist jack posobiec put on enemies of ukraine list i am jealous folks how did i get put on the enemies of ukraine list i mean listen i don't like dislike the country or the people but i dislike the government and the people running the country I mean, I'd be happy to be put on uh, Zelensky's enemies of Ukraine list. That'd be like a, I'm, how did he do this? I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, he's, he, he, on, it's a Ukrainian-run list, right? I mean, how, why do they even know who he is, by the way? Or what, what do they listen to American talk radio and uh, podcasts? But anyways, uh yeah, this this group says that Posobiec is a pro-Russian activist provocateur, and uh, think that he should you know be in trouble because he's he's going after Ukraine. I'm kind of envious. I'm jealous, folks. I'm jealous. It's not a normal feeling for me, not something I'm used to, but I've got some jealousy because Posobiec uh, made the enemies of Ukraine list, and I just don't know how. Right? I mean, I would. I'd be happy to, uh, you know, to, to do this, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, by the way, did you know that Ukraine's, uh, they've got a, a tranny spokesperson that doesn't like J.D. Uh, Vance, and uh, yeah, they, they got another fight there going on, too. I mean, basically, Ukraine doesn't like any of our people. Uh, they just like our money, but they seem to like that a lot. All right. Breaking news from the Gateway Pundit. House Judiciary Committee Republicans. FBI lost count of how many paid informants they had in the Trump crowd on J6. Are you kidding me, folks? This story is incredible. So House Judiciary Republicans sent out an explosive letter on Tuesday that changes everything. The Judiciary Republicans sent out a letter 
that includes transcribed testimony from a former assistant director in charge of the Washington field office. This guy testified that the FBI had numerous confidential human sources in the Trump crowd on J6. In fact, they had so many operatives that they had no idea how many were actually there that day. These guys, listen, let's be real clear what's going on here. January 6th was an insurrection. There was truly an insurrection in the United States on January 6th. That insurrection was carried out by the FBI in concert with Nancy Pelosi and and a bunch of other crooks, probably the Biden crew, a bunch of other people. These guys carried out an insurrection to make sure that Trump could not be president, just like they carried out election fraud, just like they carried out everything else. This was an insurrection. This was an absolute insurrection. They, uh, they absolutely entrapped people, violated their rights, and have continued doing so for several years. This is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. This is shocking. And I am officially making this charge right here, right now. I believe that Nancy Pelosi, in concert with the FBI, in concert with the Biden administration, absolutely worked to ensure that there would be something that they could say was an insurrection on January 6th and that they could blame on Donald Trump. I absolutely believe that this was manufactured. I believe it was corrupt. And I believe that there's a great way to discredit me. I would suggest McCarthy leaves, lets all the tapes go public in their entirety with no redactions. And I would call on uh, the release of all communications records between the Biden administration the uh, FBI and uh, Pelosi's office going into January 6th, in and around there. I'll bet you that I'd be happy to bet. This was a setup, folks. That's what happened here. And you know what? You can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. There is a real good way. I, you know what? I call me, please, because here's what my response is. Let's see the records, baby. Let's see them. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you can show. Show me what's going on here. Show me, right? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear I'm a conspiracy. I want you to show me the video. Show me the tapes. Show me the footage. Show me the audio. Show me the records of communications. We already know Nancy Pelosi lies. She said that she didn't talk to the Capitol Police guy, and he said that she talked to him three times that day. She's a lying crook. So I want unredacted records. If, in fact, there was an insurrection on January 6th, that makes it one of the most profound and important events in American history. The, the people of America have a right to know. We have an absolute right to know. This has to be put out, and I'm calling for it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Prove that I'm a conspiracy theorist. You're charging uh, Trump with a RICO charge, this, that, and other, related to the election, this, that, and other. I mean, listen, this is one of the most consequential things in American history, and you're going to keep it secret? I think we the people have a right to know. So prove I'm a conspiracy theorist. Show me the stuff. Let me see it. Folks, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath. I'm just thinking we may not end up seeing this stuff. All right. Um, okay, the title of this should be What Took So Long? Right? I mean, it's not, but that's what the title should be. So this is in the post-millennial. 
Protesters rage outside United Nations headquarters in opposition to who great reset human rights abuses. You think? You think? I mean, we're just now getting protesters? No to the Great Reset. They're holding signs. No to the Great Reset, right? So they had this thing going on, and they got a bunch of demonstrators outside. Uh, they're demanding an end to the Great Reset and uh, the abolition of the World Health Organization and all these human rights abuses, right? So these guys are gathered out there. They're protesting. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say about this, folks, other than what took so long? There ought to be protesters there. There should be protesters there every week. You know, it's interesting that we'll have Antifa run around and burn buildings and cause trouble and do all these things. And you know, no, no hesitation on that, right? No problem. But when it comes to, uh, you know, these guys, these tyrants that are you know, destroying the world, you don't even have any protests. Nothing. And these guys are trying to implement global tyranny and there's not even a protest. Are you kidding me? I don't know, folks. I, I don't know. I don't understand this sometimes. All right. Uh, I like this, right? So this is TMZ. Eric Clapton, private gig, raises $2.2 million for RFK Jr. Rebels and skeptics unite. Now, I support Trump in the main, in the, in the, in the main election. But I really like Bobby. And I got to be honest with you. There is nothing I'm opposing about Bobby other than his stance on the Second Amendment and uh, abortion. Uh, those two things I disagree with him on. But he's, he is incredibly presidential. He's a, he's a brilliant politician. And he's doing a great job. I like Bobby, right? And... Uh, I don't know what to say about this. 2.2 million. There are a lot of people that are supporting Bobby Kennedy. A lot of them. And, you know, I, they ought to be. He's a, he's, he, he sounds more Republican than the Republicans do. You know, save Trump. You know, he's just doing a great job. I mean, he's running a brilliant campaign. Uh, he's showing what a politician ought to look like in a lot of ways. I, you know, he stood strong on the vaccines and some of these other things. I mean, folks, you know, Kennedy's a, a force to be reckoned with in this. He really is. I, I like Bobby, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it is. I know the question what the Democrats are going to do. I don't think there's any question about that. But, uh, you know, they're going to steal the election, do whatever they can to keep him off. But I don't know, folks. I don't know. He, he's going to be a wild card in this election. I, I think he's uh, I think he's in it to win it, and I, I like him, and I'm eager to see what he does. I just, I guess we'll see. So, all right. Headline, Phoenix mayor moves to enforce World Economic Forum's ban on meat, dairy, and private car ownership. That's right, folks. This dingbat little girl mayor of Phoenix, Kate Gallego, is working towards implementing all this stuff. She's working with uh, Bloomberg's uh, C40 Cities Climate Change Leadership Group. And uh, this is a bunch of left-wing lunatics working with Michael Bloomberg. I mean, he's a globalist piece of garbage, by the way, folks. Bloomberg is just trash. 
But uh, you know, they're working with this guy and they're working on these seafood. They want to get rid of everything. I mean, they're getting rid of they want to get rid of meat and dairy and private car ownership. Um, you know, they announced that they'd like it if uh, you know people could only go to three plane trips a year or something like that. I mean, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's corrupt. And yet, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. They're fine. They're doing it. All right. Last but not least, <clears throat> I think this one's an, a kind of an important one. Rep. Lauren Bobert's strange husband takes blame for putting her through devastating divorce. Let me tell you why this article is here. You know, I mean, everybody knows how I stand. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. I'm a patriot. I'm a fighter. I'm a freedom guy. For three and a half years now, folks, I've fought around the clock. I've given everything I got to this fight. I've sacrificed as much as I know how to sacrifice. And I'm not alone. I'm not alone. There's a lot of patriots standing next to me. I got to tell you, the people I love most, most in this world, are the patriots who are standing next to me. I've got some of the most incredible people around me you have ever met, people who I admire. People much better suited. They should get a lot more publicity and notoriety than I do. They're, they're just better people. But when you're fighting this fight, you get attacked. You get attacked hard. Lauren Boebert ran for Congress, and she's been a firebrand. I don't always agree with everything she says or does, but this woman has fought. She has fought hard. And, you know... Uh, she's going through some personal stuff. Her husband takes blame, whatever. I, I don't care. Here's the thing. It's none of our damn business. It's not our business what she's going through. And, you know, so she gets set up. She goes there and they just happen to have a night vision camera staring at her uh, at, at some place to try and embarrass this woman. Yeah, but I got to tell you, folks, this doesn't sit well with me as a Christian. Whatever she's going through, we ought to be backing her. We ought to be helping her. We ought to be raising her up, not knocking her down. Yet I see a lot of people, oh, look what Bobert did. I don't want to hear that. That's crap. If you're a Christian, you stand people up. You help them stand. She's been a good fighter. She's worked her tail off for our country. We ought to be backing each other instead of knocking each other down. That's all i got to say about it. Support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Ren Show. We'll be back soon.